Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's do this thing. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with the Raging Redhead. This show is brought to you by Al's Delicatessen. 34th and 6th. We're keeping them in business. Uh, the crew in the pit of misery are crushing it. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Our boy Yang, back to live action, fellas. Our boy, back, back to, to live, live action, action fellas, fellas, Yang. Uh, turkey bacon, fellas. Yeah, yeah, grilled cheese with turkey bacon. <laughs> uh, no uh, no grilled cheese with turkey bacon today for Yang. I think he, uh, we are healthy. Yang's like a healthier dude. I think he had like, uh, he had like the, yeah. what do you have, a chicken club? Chicken, uh, chicken cutlet sandwich. I had the, uh, I had the, um, the chili lime chicken uh, today, Cam. Chili lime oh, chi- nice chicken and uh, mashed potatoes. As we speak right now, uh, Lisa's uh, heading to the Colonel. Who, Colonel Sanders? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coupons came in the mail. I go, go rock out that uh, nine-piece bucket and fries. There we go. All right. Uh, so the raging redhead. Uh, ready to roll. We got baseball once again at 5 o'clock uh, today. Uh, we're an hour away from baseball. And um, let me just say, get some things adjusted. He sounds a little low. I don't know how it sounds over the air here. But uh, we're just... Uh, Who, me or you? Uh, no, I don't know. Listen, I'm in studio 33 and a half right now. So, um, yeah, you, you know, we'll work on... Uh, we'll, I believe Yang's yeah. just uh, tweaking some things on the system. Yeah, he said, yeah, he says, I got to speak a little louder. Is that better? I see you on my board. Yeah, I'm peaking red, so I, I hope it's good enough for you, Marenzi. You're always Dodgers peaking red. You're the raging redhead. It's <laughs> a good point. My face, if there was a purple dial, that's more my, my shade. Good stuff with the Dodgers last night. Scary game. Both bullpens were electrifying. And, uh, hey, the Bellinger walk-off game, we lived to fight another day, and that line is plummeting big time. When it opened up, I saw Clayton Kershaw, buck 93. I'm seeing a buck 70 in a lot of places. So, People have faith in Wade Miley. He pitched great before, and they took him out, and uh, that was the game that Turner turned things around for the Dodgers with the big home run. But uh, it's actually surprising. Wade Miley used to be a gas can, but uh, he's really uh, kind of turned it around. He pitched good when he was in there for the Brew Crew. You know, I've talked about the resiliency for the Los Angeles Dodgers a lot uh, over the last couple of days with the uh, Dodgers are done talk. And, you know, you know this, and we see this in the Stanley Cup playoffs often as well. It's the nature of the playoffs, and it's the nature of an attention deficit riddling pop and stupid society that we live in uh, now that they just remember what they saw last. So a team loses, and they're automatically done, right? Well, series is over. Oh, no, 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 no. Now the, the Astros going to win the series for sure. Oh, now the Red Sox going to win. Oh, now, now the Brewers going to win for sure. We see it in football all the time. A team is terrible one week, and then people are surprised and shocked the next week that they win. Um, and sometimes it changes in the middle of the game. Look at the Miami Dolphins with Brock Osweiler. They were terrible. It was three hours of jackasses on Twitter talking about how they knew Brock Osweiler sucked. 
And then uh, Buddy won a million dollars in a Millie Maker because he had Brock Osweiler. And, and, and the Dolphins uh, come back. And it's interesting because the game that makes me think of that this week is that London game. London calling. The London game. Bling. London. Yeah, we can see if we can get Yang to play some Clash uh, after. Although I don't. Yang probably thinks the <laughs> Clash is like a drink. <laughs> yeah. Live action, fellas. Back to live action, fellas. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, He's the best. Yeah, yeah, so we got that game in London. No. <laughs> Reboot at the break. Reboot at the break. I don't know, Marenzi. My levels are my levels are peaked, so I I don't know if you you got a volume button. I, I I'm talking as loud as I can there, brother. But actually, I kind of like. Uh, are you getting the reboot? Our picks and, are you getting the reboot yeah, after at the break uh, messages? Yeah, yeah, he gave me. Well, it's okay. It's okay. We're gonna be fine. Uh, a little reboot. Hopefully, everything's cool. I actually like. Uh, you sound all right. It just sort of sounds. Uh, sound you sound all right. It just sort of sounds maxed out. A little bit. It's not, not you know, yeah. it's not bad, but doesn't sound there's something off. I don't know. There's there's something up. Like you said yesterday, you know, we've, we're dealing with fiber optic cables in in cyberspace. Yeah. That uh, that's the thing. I try yeah. not to. When things go well, Marenzi, I don't want to ruin it. Like you take a picture of the board and go, okay, everything was good at those levels, so we're going to keep them at those levels, type of thing, right? So. Anyway, yeah, you, you bring up good points. It's like, well, it uh, seems like our, our listeners are very good. Like the other day when I was overmodulating, Wiley Coyote sent me a message right away. <laughs> so our listeners oh, will, nice. will, yeah, they will at, least, at least our listeners uh, check in and, uh, and tell, us, uh, tell us what's up. So, yeah, like I was saying, so the Tennessee Titans are a good example of this. Titans get shut out at home. You know, it was, it was beyond embarrassing. You know, Marcus Mariota had 10 completions in the football game. He was sacked 11 times. Like, I don't know how the hell you gave a sack more than he had, he had completions in the game. That's like the Alabama quarterback that's got um, 18 touchdown passes on the year and only 25 completions on the year. It's insane. Some strange numbers. But when a team is humiliated like this, and now everybody's on that Charger bandwagon coming into the week, and props yeah. to the Chargers. They've covered football games in a couple of weeks in a row, which isn't easy to do, uh, International Football League. But now the Chargers going to London, laying six and a half points. I'm really trying to talk myself into the Tennessee Titans in in this spot, and that's the first game up on the board. It's one of those 9:30 in the morning uh, type of deals, which I like and don't like. I, I don't mind the fact that there's football at 9:30 in the morning. What I don't like is if I lose twelve hundred dollars at 9:30 in the morning. If I win that first game, I love it. But I got to tell you, I have a lot of memories of me sitting there at like you know 12:15 in the morning. Thinking this is unbelievable. I just lost seven hundred dollars. The games haven't even started yet, and I didn't even like this stupid London game. It's happened to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's no worse feeling than that because when you when you win that game, now you're cooking with a bankroll and you have confidence going into the one o'clocks. And then you said it, you lose that game. It's like, oh my god, I'm already in panic mode. We, and I got a million games. I got eight games at one o'clock in that slate. So screw that. I'm with you, Marenzi. I made one bet already, and uh, when I found it, that, li- that line came out six and a half. I took uh, the Titans a half point. I only have to pay, like, eight cents juice it was. I'm taking the Titans plus seven in that game. It's nuts. Uh, I think they can win the game. Uh, it's a horrible spot for the Chargers. These guys had to go into Cleveland. Now they go to London, and Tennessee is going to be really angry after getting beat down by their rival in the Ravens at home, not scoring one point in that game. They looked horrible. 
Mariota was their leading rusher in that game with 25 yards. Henry did nothing. They did nothing that game. They got pummeled. I expect Vrabel to have those guys fired up. I love it. It's the only bet I've made so far. It's done. It's in. So, uh, speaking of, it's amazing that I bring that game up, and uh, it's the only bet uh, you've already made uh, for the week. Yep. It's favorite so, bet. speaking of firing things up, uh, congratulations to all uh, everybody in Canada. Today, uh, marijuana is officially legal. So, how much weed have you smoked so far today? It's legal. It yeah. plays away. Like you could lay one up right now on the show, and, hey, what can anyone say? You're in Canada right now. Like, Cardano couldn't say, hey, don't smoke weed on the air. You'd say, I'm in Canada right now. I'm only following the, the country's laws. <laughs> exactly. I see that the NHL. It was easier before. Yeah, of course it was easier before. There's less weed available now. It's going to be a problem. And I see that jackass, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, tweeting out, promises um, um, promises uh, made, promises kept. Promises kept. From what I understand, there's not even weed stores right now, right? They're not even ready yet. you got to order online oh, you, or something like that? What the hell is that? You said it, Marenzi. That's exactly. So you're telling me from... 24 hours before this moment, you could have walked into a dispensary. You could have got, they have delivery services for people that can't move. All the things that you needed. Now he's talking about doing a good thing. These stores are going to be closed for three days. 24, 48, 72 hours. You said it. You got to go online to order. So I don't know what this guy's talking about. It's 100 times worse than it was before. It's actually, all they should have done was decriminalize it. No, no. Instead of all you know making what? a big scene. Let's, we you should... Know? We should become, um, we should surprise people, and let's start a campaign to make marijuana legal again. It's like, you know, it's, it's bad for society. You know, let's just be real. It's, it's, a, it's a gateway. It's a gateway. Next thing, gateway drug. You smoke weed, next thing you know, man, you're the Buffalo Wild Wings eating chicken wings, and, you know, there's no turning back uh, after that. But, no, you're right. It's just, it's ridiculous. The whole, the whole thing's stupid. <laughs> like, you know, just do it. If you're going to do it, um, just just do it. But, I, you know, in all sincerity, so the NHL brought this up because so many players in the NHL are Canadian. And um, I was surprised. Like, there was quite a few Canadian, uh, there's quite a few NHL hockey players who are pretty educated on the subject who basically stated it's ridiculous that they, you know, that they should be smoking weed. And uh, more so the CBD oils, though. And evidently, CBD, CBD oils, I guess they're legal in New York, which is, uh, which is pretty cool, which yeah, I should check do. out. Big arthritis, pain reliever, anxiety, stress, etc. Yep. And great, great. Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid, and this kid is as straight as they come. You know what I mean? Like he, he's like Sidney Crosby. Like remember I told you guys the story that the, the Pittsburgh Penguins won another Stanley Cup. It was last summer and um, two summers ago, whatever. And Sidney Crosby was at home in in the Halifax area, and he went out to like a bar restaurant. And he brought Malkin with him, and um, um, uh, Colby. What's that kid's name? What was the kid? He's now the analysis there. Colby Armstrong. Colby Armstrong. He's never that great, but he played. knows Sydney. Played with him for a year or two, type thing. Broadcaster now. now, Exactly. Decent broadcaster. So, uh, yeah. So, exception. So they're there, and they won the cup. They're back home. It's the middle of the summer, and basically they're getting drunk and. Sidney Crosby didn't have, like, even a sip of beer or anything like that and and was telling Malkin, like, I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you're as good as you are when you drink like this. And, like, Malkin's, like, a big drunk, right? So Malkin's just, like, pissed drunk. Everyone's drinking. And uh, Crosby said, you don't, you're not going to have somebody asked him. They said, Sid, you won't have one beer 
nothing like to celebrate, not a shot, not a glass of wine. And uh, he said, I don't put alcohol in my body. He was, he's, he was that adamant. He goes, I don't put alcohol in my body, whether yeah. we win a cup or lose a cup. Like, basically, he's like, no, I don't. And he goes, you guys can have fun, but I don't. And, um, you know, Connor McDavid strikes me as the type, same type of guy. Now, I know Connor. I think Connor has a couple of beers every now and then. I don't think he's as crazy as that. But it surprised me to see even he was saying that the league's going to have to, like, look at CBD oil. And he even said, I don't want to take painkillers. He goes, I'm tired of taking Advil's all the time. He said, CBD oil is something that needs to be looked at. That's not coming from Snoop Dogg. You know, you know, that's not like a player, like a player that's been popped for weed all the time. So, ah, oh, you should leave. Yep. This is Connor McDavid. This is Connor McDavid. And, of course, Bill Daly and Batman are stupid. And they're like, well, we need to study the effects of marijuana that it has on people. It's like, what is this? Like reefer madness in the 50s? We know the effects. They're all positive. All right, Gary? Maybe you should. Gary Batman should smoke some weed. You know, maybe it would lighten his, uh, his uptight. Chill, chill out a bit? Guy's got a Sherwood stuck up his ass. For the record, Sherwood is a hockey yeah. stick. Hockey stick. Sherwood feather light up his ass. Yeah, I'll tell you, Maretzi, uh, it's in, actually in your backyard, and I found out a lot about the CBD oils. Talking to uh, Scrovy and the gang there. There's a big company in New York, uh, Flower Power Coffee Shop. They have a lot of people that are suffering from depression, PTSD, a lot of other things. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw them the other the, day. CB, yeah, CBD they... in, infused coffee. It's a really good store, and they're trying to help people, to keeping them off pills to get into the CBD uh, beverage beverages. It's really big in coffee right now. Flower Power, great company out of New York, and Scrovy knows them. I, I met one of the owners when they were in Toronto. Yeah, I saw some sort of weed mobile the other day outside of here. But, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're being told, um, by people that, uh, it's like, uh, it's a hustle, <laughs> the weed, the what, weed mobile. CBD oil? No, no, there's a weed mobile that basically huh. says sign up for oh. like weed or whatever. And they, they drive around <laughs> signing people up and probably nailing them for membership fees, uh, in the end that don't really exist. So, yeah, we've talked about it, you know, and the NBA has talked about it. The NBA is the best policy where the NBA just doesn't really care about weed. They pretend they do. They talk, well, you know, no, no, it's not well open season. But you got to fail seven tests, right? And you don't even That's test you seven tests. times in your career. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, you know, like they, catch you there's like decade. a deal. There's like a deal with the NBA where you get caught five times failing their substance policy and they can't tell anybody. It's sort of like between you and them, hey, don't you? It's like getting called to yeah. HR, hey, you know. Yeah. You're like, all right, all right, listen, you know. But the thing is, they don't, they don't test them for this, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's not an issue. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, so, yeah, we got the game in London, 9.30 in the morning. We got this baseball game that's going off uh, here yep. um, in about uh, half an hour's time, a little more than a half hour time. Clayton Kershaw on the hill for the Los Angeles Dodgers in what pretty much is a must-win situation uh, for L.A. I'm not a fan of these 2-3-2 two, two format series. I, I just, you know, I'm more, it's all, I don't like it. You know, I've never liked it, but it is what it is. 
I never know, though, if you're doing 2-3-2, if you're doing 2-2-1. Seems like they change. Yeah, I know. You kind of forget about it. I know. That's what it feels like anyway. Yeah, like, this, this it used one... to be very consistent. Now you're always guessing. It's like, what the hell's going on here? I wish they'd uh, actually talk about it a hell of a lot more because, yeah, it's it's a lot of guesswork involved. But I like the Dodgers today, Gabe. I don't like to lay the juice. But And Milwaukee, you're betting these guys. They've had many opportunities to close things out. But i got to believe Clayton Kershaw is ready to rock, and uh, you know he'll bring his A game today. I, I can't expect Wade. Miley to pitch the same, but who the hell knows, man? Uh, the pitching's been fantastic in this series. After Gio Gonzalez got hurt, both teams were just mowing each other down. It was fantastic. If you like pitching, this is your series. Yeah, they were um, some some awesome, awesome stuff uh, that with with the bullpens. It really, really is amazing what oh, yeah. uh, fantastic what Council has done. Pushed all the right buttons. The Dodgers bullpen stepping up last night. Real intense baseball game. Nothing tops uh, playoff baseball. We got Boston and Houston later on. A series that a couple of games I haven't bet in that series just because I don't know who's going to win. I lean with Boston tonight. Game time decisions continues. Gamble will join us later. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Back to live action. Game time decisions. Back to live action, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, turkey bacon. Great. great I love you. Yang turkey bacon. That's his new nickname. TB, turkey bacon. Remember he was talking to me? He's like, oh, man, I know. I told Gabe I got rid of that song. He's going to be angry. (laughs) 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 No no more twangy guitar, baby. Dun-dun-dun. Done. Done. It's funny. Actually, speaking of Queen, they're coming out with that Bohemian uh, Rhapsody uh, yeah, it actually looked pretty intense. I saw the trailer. It looks very intense. Like those guys, I guess, uh, at the trailer I saw with the management, these guys are trying to squeeze squeeze, squeeze out the gang, and uh, they wanted no part of it. They're like, give us our damn money, you prick. <laughs> well, it's like April Wine uh, once said, rock and roll is a vicious game. A vicious game. Good call. Good call. Isn't it a pity? Isn't it a shame? Don't you know, boy, rock and roll is a vicious oh, game. A vicious game. I bet we don't have that song in, in the in the rotation, no, but we probably I should. Like that, that one might not be in the library. Yeah, rock and roll is a vicious in. game. April wine. Isn't it a pity? Pity. Isn't it a shame? A shame. Don't you know betting on sports is a vicious sports game? Is a vicious game. Oh, it is. Just like rock and roll. Uh, Mike Cardano missed out on a monster parlay um, the other night. What, because last he, night? Well, he had the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he had the San Francisco on the money line, I guess, to close out a parlay. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It looked like they were going to get it so done. Frustrating. It was back-to-back nights, though, right, for the money line players. On Sunday night, it looked like, oh, we're going to get the Kansas City outright, late win and stuff. No. 
New England wins, and then and then Aaron Rodgers uh, does his thing. So speaking of the Giants, actually, and, and Monday Night Football, uh, Monday Night Football next week is uh, Giants and Falcons. And you and I talked about uh, the Raiders shopping Amari Cooper right now. Gruden today denies that there's a fire sale going on with the Raiders. Well, what's he going to say? Yeah, yeah, there's a fire sale. Yeah, exactly. you know, the Raiders, it's a train wreck with the Raiders right now. And it's a train wreck with the New York Giants. Now, obviously, the Giants aren't going to bring in Amari Cooper. And um, I'm not saying the Giants bring in Derek Carr right now. And I would be surprised to see Derek Carr traded midseason. You just don't see that, right? Like, there's no... There's no team that's in dire need of a quarterback that's really good that's like, you know what, if we just got Derek Carr right now. You don't see quarterback, big-time quarterbacks traded midseason. But no, Derek Carr is not going to be the quarterback of the Raiders next year. No. What, but, and you brought up a great point about Derek Carr in New York, but one team that actually it makes sense with, I, I think Jacksonville would be a team to actually consider it yeah. if they didn't have to give up too much. Blake Bortles yeah. makes too many mistakes. He throws too many interceptions. Sure, he looks good in fantasy after they're down, you know, and he's coming up. Yeah, I think it's time for the Jags to realize they, they're not going to win with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is not the answer, and they're very close with the defense. Like so Blake Bortles can win games if the defense plays awesome and maybe he plays well, but there's a lot of ifs there. Right? There's a lot of ifs. Like, and we see it all the time now, Cam. You're right. It's a good call. Like, when the Jacksonville Jaguars fall behind, they're screwed. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They're no, just it's screwed. It. It's like, well, Bortles is okay, them. but he's not going to rally his back for 14 nothing. You know? Can- Kansas City exposed them game. Dallas exposed them. Like, I watched that team because Long Island Rage, George Kurtz, he's a huge uh, Cowboys fan. Like, your boy in the morning, Co- uh, Corey Parson, the fantasy exec. So, we had, a, like, a couple callers, too, Cowboys fans talking about it. And Jacksonville was exposed in that game. Cole Beasley over the middle. Like, they did a lot of things there. And once they were down, they had no type of offense. Like, Dallas wasn't even scared. They're like, okay, we'll play a soft zone. Beat us, Bortles. Beat us. And they couldn't. They didn't get a running game going, and he couldn't do it with his arm. And I'll tell you, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense for a team like the Giants. You talk about David Carr. Well, I think uh, Jacksonville would be on the list as well. And call me crazy. After Derek. the Tennessee game. Yeah, sorry, Derek. I always do that. I, the damn Carr brothers. Sorry. I, I will say. I've done it yeah, before I myself. I do, I do it, too. I do it all the time. David Carr it's, was on the Giants Super Bowl champion. Yes. yes I'll never forget. Correct. I'll never forget when I was watching. Uh, it was like the uh, the British broadcast of the um, uh, of like the Super Bowl, and they were like Super Bowl quarterback, Super Bowl quarterback David Carr was the analyst, but they kept pushing him Super Bowl winning quarterback. Right. And I was like winning quarterback, and I was like, well, I guess he was on the Giants. You know, and you don't even realize that, right? Like he was, but he's got a ring. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Number one pick in the draft. Made a ton of money, won a Super Bowl, equals successful career. Like if yeah, you man. if you think about it, like honestly, like if you sat down at a bar, you're like, hey, what'd you do? I played at Fresno State. I was a star at Fresno. I was the number one pick in the NFL draft, and I won a Super Bowl with the New York Giants. You'd be like, yeah. wow, what a, what a run! <laughs> you know what I mean? For coming from you said it with Fresno State, like the See, it's all relative, right? Hill and their legacy, yeah, it is all relative. It's all, it relative. all relative. Like that's a hell of a life. He's had a hell of a career. He was the number one pick yeah. in the NFL. He made uh, tens of millions of dollars, and he's a Super Bowl champion. And if Eli Manning didn't get those Super Bowls, he wouldn't even be getting a sniff of, of, of the Hall of Fame. The way things the way things have shaped out. I'll tell you, Marenzi, there's two bets. I told you Tennessee. I know you're going to disagree with me on this one, but I'm probably on an island. I love the Giants against Atlanta. 
I, I, I really do. Like, I'm maybe I'm crazy. I watched that Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. Tampa Bay was all over them. You saw the numbers that Winston had. There was no drive. Two balls were tipped off helmets and that were crazy interceptions for Atlanta uh, in the red zone when, when Tampa Bay was dominating them late in that game. I'm not sold. This Atlanta defense is that bad that I think they could actually do something against them. I'm going to take the points probably. Got to bet the on the over in the game. game, yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking the Giants, even on a teaser, the Giants plus 13 over yeah. what it's uh, on the other side of half, things. 47 and a half. On the other I side of things, it. the Giants have no hope in hell of stopping the Atlanta offense either. Yeah, that's yeah. And I just ultimately, like when it comes down to it, I'd rather have Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan's like a younger version of Eli Manning, to be honest. Like, you'll see Matt Ryan in like six years will be out there sucking like Eli does now. Eli, though, bad throws. I'm telling you, though, Eli's playing so bad right now. He's for his Hall of Fame status. He's got to get out soon. It's like a boxer getting pummeled too long. You don't remember. It's like Roy Jones. Jr. I remember Roy Jones Jr. I looked at him like people look at Floyd Mayweather. Like Roy Jones Jr. used to actually put one hand behind his back and then fight people and like taunt them. Yeah. And you know it was like forty three and zero and was just like wow. People are like Roy Jones Jr. is one of the best fighters ever in the history of the sport. Roy Jones Jr. is fighting like bouncers in Poland right now for thirty seven dollars. <laughs> Bouncers in Poland. <laughs> it's like he's fighting strong men and stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's. Hey, you you want fight? I I honestly think that he might have even done a thing where he fought fans. You know, it was like, yeah, he went to like Poland or the Ukraine. Uh, I fight fan. I fight him. You know, he's in the ring. All right, who wants a piece of me? You know. Those were the good old days. Remember, like in the good yeah, old days, no, that's no. what dudes would do. They just show up in the town. They'd get in the ring, yeah. and it's who's, like, All right, who's, come. who's your strongest yeah. guy in the village? you got to put your fight. money up, though. you got to put the money up exactly. and get in the ring. Let's go. Correct. Exactly. That's the best. <laughs> you, fight the, you fight the village strong man. Yeah, put, yeah he's I, fighting I, village I strong too. Yeah. yeah, put up the money. You, you, yeah, hold it, and let the locals make their bets, too. You make up your own line, and, yeah, you basically have street fights. Eli will get in. Cool. Eli's going to get into the Hall of oh, Fame. Yeah. Oh, he'll definitely get in. I think it's a no-brainer. I'm just saying I, I agree with your point. His trajectory right now, it gets worse and worse and worse. But he's on one of these guys, after, too, where if we actually, like, put it in, if we say it out loud what he's done, you could say, all right, two-time Super Bowl champion, and he started 212 games in a row, whatever it was. I think it was in that ballpark, whatever. Yeah, longevity. 12 years in a row of pretty much, how many games did he start in a row when his streak up broke? It was like 211, 220, I don't know, 212. We'll, 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 we'll get the, uh, but you know, you know, whatever. Last year when Geno Smith started. That's one thing that people didn't realize. Like, yeah, he's, exactly. a sk- he's a skinny guy, too. He's not like a big guy. 210. 210 consecutive I think regular that's what I season said. games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think he said 210 or 211. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since November 21st, 2004, he took over for Kurt Warner in week 11 of his rookie season. It was the second longest streak by a quarterback in NFL history behind Favre. He took over Kurt, Kurt Warner. Yep. Yeah. So back to so, so Derek Carr. Good call. Derek Carr would be a nice fit with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, 210 games in a row. That's a, a hell of an accomplishment. But uh, Derek Carr would be good. I think you know who would be good as well. Yeah, I think Carr is more New York, and I think Teddy Bridgewater would be a nice fit with the Jags. Teddy Bridgewater's a free agent, too, at the end of the year. He's with the Saints right now, and he's yeah. healthy, and he looked good in this preseason. The Saints were just smart and basically said, hey, if Breeze goes down, we won't be completely done with Teddy Bridgewater. It was very, you know, 
proactive. Savvy move. It really was. Very close yeah. to being uh, I think the they. I think. I agree. I think the Saints looked at the Eagles, Cam, and said, look at these guys last year. They lost their quarterback, but they still won their Super Bowl. God forbid we lose Drew Brees. At least our season's not over if we can just put Teddy Bridgewater in. Right? Like, he, he, he's capable of winning in the playoffs. And you can't say that about a lot of backups. Now, if you're the New York Giants, we can talk about these quarterbacks. I'll tell you what. Jared Stidham is no savior of the New York Giants. Drew Locke no. is no savior of the New York Giants. Justin Herbert might be the only guy that's larger than life. I, I don't he know. Got it. And, and, I know. He I, plays I in the Pac-12. It's debatable. He's an Oregon Ducks spread offense quarterback. It's a gamble. He, and where I'm going with this, and Greg Sussman's a Giant fan here, Greg's right in the room here, you have, you have Odell Beckham. You bring in a young quarterback. That's another two, three years of frustration for Odell. And what, God forbid, what if the quarterback sucks? Right? And then it's just, it's panic time. And you got Saquon Barkley. He's in a tough spot. That's the thing. Teddy Bridgewater is an upgrade. Yeah, he is. It's not flashy enough for New York. Derek Carr is the answer. Derek Carr. You plug Derek Carr in for Eli Manning. And the Giants will do it. Derek Carr can handle a major market. He plays with the Raiders, Raider Nation. (coughs) He's going to be. The thing is, Derek Carr is not awesome. I, you know, on a scale of one no. to ten, no, what's Derek Carr? A six, maybe I a seven. A si- I give him six and a half. Yeah, right, right in the middle. I All right, you have your top tier quarterbacks and your Rogers, Brady, what's Eli? Russell now, Wilson, Eli- Drew Brees. Eli's that's Group Eli's A. Like a three. Maybe I'm missing yeah. someone. Then you got your you got your Group B's. You got your Group B quarterbacks, tier two quarterbacks, what, like Big it, Ben. No, yeah, Big Ben's tier A. I'll give, I'll give it Ben. I bottom forgot. Bottom tier A, yeah. Yeah, bottom yeah. tier A at, at this stage of his career. But do you, I know where I put tier two is like Andy like Dalton. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Philip uh, Rivers. Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah, Rivers. Rivers is a good, a good call. He's the best of the tier twos. Yeah, we can't put I mean, Rivers yeah, in tier one, though. No. So where's Derek Carr? He's a tier two quarterback. Bottom tier Or is he a tier three quarterback? Uh, bottom tier two, maybe. Like, I'm not right saying now. Carr's not amazing. Even, like you put no you you put Carr behind a bad offensive line with the Giants, like the, the, you're gonna have a lot of the same problems. And I see this if you know the new NFL. You want a mobile quarterback? Listen, me personally, if I was the Giants, I would have taken Lamar Jackson. You know, like you need a more dynamic, shake yes. it up. But I just don't see the Giants having, quite frankly, a but, a running quarterback. It's, yeah, have they but ever, they, you know, like they've... And that's, well, that's the point that you bring up is they didn't go after, so Lamar Jackson would have, you know, would have had one more year. Beckham's getting older. Barkley's still a running back. What do we know? He, we, we don't know his shelf life. All I know is he's a hell of a running back right now, and he's going to be special for a few years. You've already lost the years with those guys. To your point, you need to get an established quarterback. You can't dick around with a rookie at anybody in this class. Herbert, Greer, you know, any of these guys. No, no none of them guarantees. You're you better need, off yes. biting the bullet yes. and saying, we'll yes. take Carr, and we're going to ride him out with Beckham and these guys and Shepard and everybody. Carl, Carr or somebody else that you can get who's already established and decent. I don't know. We, we can go through the list, but Carr makes a lot of sense right now for a Raiders team that's going to be blowing it up before Vegas. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, too. And that's the thing. You don't know. Like, Beckham, the way things are going with the Giants, you need you need to – you can't dick around. any. There's no more time to waste. You have to plop a guy in there now. Okay, let's rock. And that division's for the taking, you know? Well, they're that's just – they're, the not, they're like, not going to win. 
That's just the not thing. They're, they're not going to win with Eli Manning anymore. You want to go do this gracefully. You don't want to turn this into a circus. I mean, but the thing is, it already is. And that's that's the thing with New York. And it's going to get, it's everything, every move from here on out. Like, put it this way. You rip Eli Manning out. You know, you're going to put a kid from Richmond in? Really, is this where we're going? But the thing is, you leave Eli Manning in, what do they go 2-14? You know what I mean? They get beat up. He goes two and fourteen. It's like it's it's ugly. I guess you know Shermer's hoping that they just magically turn it around, and you think they're going to on Monday Night Football. But this whole conversation I, started because I was stating they cover, and I brought this up last week. <laughs> I don't think they magically turn it around. I think they cover a number. I brought it up That's last week. I think Derek Carr is the good, quick fix. Because if you're the Giants, like I said, man, you're not like it's not like you're a team with nobody. If you have nothing, all right, you'll just all right, let's just get the, you know, the best players that we can right now. You have a lot of talent, right? You you know you have Saquon Barkley, you have Odell Beckham, you have Evan Ingram, you have Sterling Shepard. You know you got to get better on defense. So basically, you draft the hell out of defense like the Bears have. You get yourself some Roquan Smith types. You're gonna get you know you're gonna have some good draft picks this year, high high level picks, and then you throw the money. God knows you've had the money. You give the money to Derek Carr, and you move on. You know, look at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings didn't, like, say, you know what? We need to get a new quarterback. They were like, we need a quarterback now. And whatever, just pay him. Give give Kirk Cousins the money. We need a quarterback now. We can't wait. Even, hell, the Washington Redskins even can. They didn't say, wow, we lost uh, Kirk Cousins, and let's just start over. They're like, screw this. Let's get Alex Smith. Let's get him in here. You know, and I don't want to say that anybody's better than Eli Manning right now, but Eli's confidence yeah, is right. shot right now, right? I, I would say almost anybody is better than him, and I hate to and I hate to say this. You bring up a great point. The thing is, the Raiders are the perfect trade partner because they need everything. They suck in all areas. You look at the aging receivers that are not the same way they are. Their offensive line against Seattle, that Miller guy got pummeled. He, he, he would have got pummeled in a college game. He was not ready to play that game. They're secondary, old, aging. Like, that team needs pieces everywhere. That's why they're the perfect partner. You go, okay, Oakland, it's, uh, it's car time. What are you going to do? Let's talk draft picks because I'll tell you one thing. Gruden's done a very, very poor job with that team, and they need help in every single area. So that would be the type of team you'd want to, you know, consummate a deal with. I have been impressed, impressed with Justin Herbert, though. He looks like yeah. an NFL quarterback. Like, he really Don't does. Escape. And he looked real good against that good, very good Washington very defense. Very good Washington team. Because there's, there's not a lot of NFL, de- NFL caliber defenses that this kid sees in the Pac-12. Yeah. And it really was an audition. You know, it was an audition in the same way when Drew Locke played against Alabama and when these top-tier potential quarterbacks, you know, they're competing to be the top pick in the draft. And I'll tell you what, Jared Stidham's stock is dropping pretty quickly right now. Big time. Herbert's big. stock is pretty pretty high. He's a big kid, man, six foot five, six foot six. He can throw the ball, strong arm, yet I don't know. I mean, he might be the best quarterback in the bunch, but it doesn't mean that he's a... a a savior of an NFL franchise. You said it. There was one throw that he made against Washington where they came with uh, blitz pressure. He eluded it and uh, from the other side threw against his body a dart to the sideline where the receiver also made a wicked play and kept his toes in. It was a beautiful, oh, beautiful play. Oh, that play was great, yeah. And, and, yeah. and NFL scouts go, okay. But I also watched that game, Gabe, and he made a lot of bad throws too, like on simple stuff. But I'm with you. 
the, the, the plays that he makes are electrifying in bad, bad situations. He's special. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Lou Gamble will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, baseball game starts at, I believe, 5.09. We'll hit that Miley versus Kershaw. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio. NBA basketball returned last night. Two games on the board. Boston Celtics covered. The Oklahoma City Thunder did not. Our boy Lou Pellegrino is uh, in the house preparing for the uh, DFS dish. And what did I tell you guys before? Lou Pellegrino always looks stressed out. Look, look. Pellegrino always looks like he's stressed. Like, even if he isn't. Like, he looks like it's just perplexing, and it's killing him down there right now. <laughs> Our boy Lou, like, we got a screen on him. Like, he's in, a, he's in the studio right now. He's not on the air, but the cameras are on him. Like, he always just looks, like, beaten down and angry. He just, you know. So, uh, NBA basketball is back, and uh, my Toronto Raptors are up to 13-point favorites right now, man. I know. 13 points. Uh, we saw Golden State didn't cover last night. Golden State would kind of sleepwalk through things. The Raptors aren't going to sleepwalk for anything. And now you've got no LeBron James on Cleveland. I actually think the Raptors really are going to kick the crap out of people this year, Kay. Because they're so good defensively, they're going to suffocate people. People will just sort of tap out. You know, honestly, I think Kawhi Leonard isn't playing to be the the MVP this year in the NBA. I understand he's in the 12-to-1 range for the odds. It's not crazy talk that Kawhi Leonard wins the MVP. If the Raptors win Eastern Conference, or I should say, because they'll be vote before that, but I mean, if the Raptors are the top seed in the Eastern Conference, I think Kawhi Leonard could be the MVP. We talked about Definitely. it with um, we talked about it with Coach Nick yesterday on Garden and Friends. He raised a good point as far as LeBron. LeBron's in LA now. The media hype's going to be big. If LeBron James has the Lakers in the top four seeds in the Western Conference, he'll probably win it. Because that'll be a hell of an accomplishment. It means, you know, it's just they did really, really well. And LeBron will get love for his move and put the Lakers yep. back on the map. Except that's not going to happen. The Lakers ain't finishing fourth in, in the Western Conference this year. They'll be lucky to make the playoffs. They'll battle. I think they will make the playoffs because the NBA they're, they're will push them in and they'll help them get in because it's LeBron. But yeah. I think the Lakers are a playoff the team, though. I do. Yeah, they're a playoff team. Their demise will be their bench. They have great. They, they, you, you look at their starters, but they have no depth because of because of that. And they're going to get absolutely pummeled when they need bench production. As for the Raptors, 
It's minus 13. Feels like they're trying to attra- attract Cleveland money. Gabe, you know this too. Ultra, ultra revenge situation for all the times that Cleveland has the revenge of all revenges. Any type of situation. Yes, it's like this is a revenge parlay. Like it's just everything. It's a big stew. It's revenge stew, and they're just throwing more ingredients in it. Minus 13. A lot of people will pull the trigger and say, huh, Raptors 13? Uh, who cares about LeBron? That's a big number. Maybe the Raptors go out there and beat him by like 26 and just absolutely embarrass <laughs> these guys, which could happen because you know what? Cleveland blows, and uh, it, it is a big revenge game. No, I took a shot with Oklahoma City last night, Gabe. I wish I, li- I wish it, I listened to you on Boston. Very impressed by the Celtics. Tate- Tatum was a beast in that game. And you see Philadelphia, the same old Sixers. It's one game in. They don't value possessions enough. They take stupid shots. It's one game. They'll work on it. But there's a, that, that's a team that I think can really implode quick. I think there's going to be, like, infighting and bad vibes with that team. It just, it's got a vibe of, like, a powder keg ready to blow. It's one game in, and I already feel that. There's something wrong with the Sixers' chemistry, I think. Oh, you could it's tell. It's going to be an issue. Yeah, I've talk, be an I issue. talked about it last night. Good, good eye. Uh, I see the same thing. You can tell when you look at the Sixers, they have all the parts, but you can tell that... I, I Like I told Michelle Serbico, I said, I'm sure you have friends that they're both, you know, the chick's hot, guy's good looking, everyone's envious of them, and the relationship sucks. And yeah. that that's the deal with the Sixers where you get the feeling they don't really like each other, right? And, you know, they don't really feel like a team. They don't look like a team. There's sort of a bunch of dudes that are there and all sort of have the, hey, it's not me. What do you want me to do about it? You know, I'm thinking Embiid's thinking that. Embiid's like, I'm Joel Embiid. What do you want me to do? I'm doing what I do, and, you know, you guys need to do better. Ben Simmons is a very aloof guy, Cam. Ben Simmons is not, and I don't like, I don't care whether people are likable or not. We're, you know, we're here to talk about, yeah. you know, DFS. We're here to talk about betting and who's going to win the games. Yeah. I don't not, get into the gossip. Yeah, I don't get into the gossip exactly. stuff. But when it affects the actual game, then it's something you need to look at. Yes. And... Ben Simmons, and I've told people this, you know I follow international basketball. Like, Ben Simmons was a, he was an Australian prodigy as a kid and stuff, as a teenager. He was known as, like, the, the Australian, like, the next LeBron type thing. He was so good that he played with the Australian national team and stuff. Like, you know, when he was 17 or whatever. And, uh, you know, he worked out with the pro teams. He didn't get a pro contract because he didn't spoil his eligibility. But I think he might have played for free. You know, he played a little bit in the pro league. He played, like, with the men on the national team. And he had a bad reputation even then. Like, because I remember, I remember, like, once he he didn't play in an international thing a couple of years ago. And basically, the coach basically said, it doesn't matter that he's not one of us. He's not... He's not part of our team anyways. Like, yeah. you know, like, because they were like, man, you'd be a lot better if you had Ben Simmons on the Australian team. And he basically said, no, I'd rather have guys that are, like, part of a team. My you know guy, what I mean? My, exactly. And he Great said, call. no, it doesn't affect us as much. He kind of threw him under the bus. And then a bunch of men basically said, listen, he's a great player, but he's got to learn that he can't be as, like, he can't be as, he basically was like a little jerk. Like, I'm a star yep. as a teenager. So what happens after that? He goes to LSU. Yes. What happened to LSU? Same thing. Like Ben Lots Simmons, problems. Ben Simmons is awesome, but he doesn't make people around him better, right? So he goes no. to LSU. People are in awe of his skills. It's like holy crap! He looks like an NBA player playing against college kids. But somehow his team wins eleven games, and somehow, as good as he is, 
you know, it's not making anyone else around him better. And then when Ben Simmons got injured, they went on a run. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, LSU started winning games point. without him. It was that one was, of these weird that was deals. The craziest they thing. were better. That was the only time. Yeah, they got better they without him. Numbers, and then they after the thing was when Ben Simmons left. Too. I don't know if you know, Ken. When he left, what did he say? When yeah. they said, "What? What was your experience like at LSU?" He said it was a waste of time. Exactly. Like basically, he didn't say, "Oh, it was cool. I made friends." You know, you know. Hey, I wish I could have turned pro right away, but you know, uh, I had a good time with the boys at the school. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give that year back. No, 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 no. Like he wasn't. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Baton Rouge. I'm gonna miss the team. He said it was a waste of time. You know, he goes, I was basically there because I had to be there, and I shouldn't have even went there. He basically said that. All the kids on LSU after, the talk after was they were glad he was gone. You know, it was like he, he's just a jerk. He thinks that he's like Michael Jordan, and boom, now he's in the NBA. Look at him. He doesn't look at his teammates in the eye. He doesn't really talk to them. He, he like, looks through people. Like, he's just got that I'm better than you thing about him going, except it's not working. Like, you might be great, bro, but it's not working. You're supposed to make people around you better, and you're not. And you can just see the divide between him and Embiid, man, that they're on just in different planets. And now you throw in Ben Simmons is in this little Kardashian triangle. And he yeah, wants to be banging, like, celebrity chicks and stuff. Like, even Ben Simmons' sister, man, went online and said, I don't like the direction my brother's going in here. Like, you know, stick to basketball, bro. But Ben Simmons, he's he's very, you know, he's an awesome player. But like I said, I don't believe he's a leader. I don't believe it makes people better around him, and I agree with you. I think eventually the coach will pay a price in Philadelphia. And I also believe down the road that Joel Embiid will leave. Like, I think the first opportunity Embiid gets, he'll say, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this the rest of my career. You just look at the personalities on that team, and it, it's, it's not going to mesh. I agree with you 100%. And Embiid, Gabe, you know him too. So what a clash of personalities when you have Simmons and Embiid. Because Embiid, you know him. He's going, oh, you know, oh, he's a little bit banged up. He's not going to play this day. Then you have Simmons. Like, it is a powder keg. Then the other guys on the team, they're kind of like a little more docile. So well, you got Markel Fultz, who might be a bust, might be good. Yeah. They don't seem to know how to mentor him. This is another thing. Like, Markel's just on his own, Cam. You know what I mean? Like, the coaching staff are clueless. Joel Embiid can't help him. Ben Simmons isn't going to help him. Yeah. Like, they're no one... You know, and yeah, then you got JJ like, Reddick. It's like Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, it's like Kelvin JJ Reddick, Josh Allen. Hey, JJ Reddick, help you before the game is like an old vet. Run patterns. That no, JJ Reddick's exactly. just happy that he's getting twenty-four million dollars. You know, point. so he's like, whatever. I'm making twenty-four million bucks for one year again. I'm just, you know, hey, it's good for me. You know, whatever happens here, like JJ Reddick is sort of a leader on that team by default, even though he's not the star because. Well, say what you will about J.J., but he's played in a lot of big games in his career, right? Yeah. You know, between Duke yeah, exactly. and the Clippers, and he's been in some Correct. big spots over there. the years. So he's sort of a leader, but, yeah, you could tell early. But also, what's going to happen, there's going to be nights where their talent just overwhelms people. Whether they get along or not, you're not going to stop and beat from dunking on your ass. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's going to be nights when Philly blow people out and – It'll probably happen about 50 times, actually, this year. <laughs> They're good, but I agree. They're missing something. 
It's the the chemistry's yeah, it, not it, right. They're missing something. If you, it's just not right that team. You said it. There's a it's a recipe without a major ingredient there, and people are going to see it. When I look at the West too, you know, like people just assume, oh, you know, obviously Golden State and Houston, but. You know what, Gabe? Uh, what about Utah? Like, what about Utah? Like, making some serious strides. Like, that team's got a, a, a lot of good young talent on that team. Utah's a tough place to play. I, I think I'm going to be taking betting on these guys a hell of a lot this year. I think they have a chance to finish uh, even ahead of Houston and uh, second in the conference. I don't know what your take on the Utah Jazz is, but I think there's a lot of positives. Yeah, Utah's right there in the mix. They're going to be a good basketball team. Can't wait to see how it plays out. To be honest, though, I'm looking at tonight's card, and uh, it's a tough one. Once again, I know there's more games you know, on the board. Easy, yeah. They're hard games. It, and you don't know. I don't know what the hell they to expect from these teams in the NBA. It's their first freaking game of the year. <laughs> you know, like, last night played the form. Last night played the yep. form, but it was a little different because the Golden State Warriors and the Golden State Warriors, they're the same team. Like They've been the same team for years. You know what you're going to get from them. You know you know what you, got, you get. And they, they pretty much did exactly what we thought they were going to do. You know, they coasted. They did enough to win the game. They didn't care about covering, and the game stayed way under the number. We should have really hammered that under. We knew that was going to happen. You know, Boston was impressive uh, with, the, with their new lineup, but tonight there's a lot of games where it, you don't really know. I mean, like, a good example is um, this Minnesota game in San Antonio. Who do you trust? You got Jimmy Butler, who wants to kill his teammates, going into San Antonio, and San Antonio, everyone's hurt. It's been, you know, they have exactly. Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeMar DeRozan still, though. DeRozan. Who wins that game? The Spurs or the T-Wolves? It's in I San Antonio. Spurs, but my, my head's telling me Minnesota. As crazy and dysfunctional as they are. You're right. That's a difficult game. Like, I'm looking for a dog that's, like, kind of, like, coming out of the gate, like, like, I think Pistons the Knicks are the be place. Six tonight. and a half to anybody. I was actually looking at the Knicks too. As a small home, as crazy as it sounds, three and three and a half. It's no, three right Atlanta's now, horrible, right? The Knicks low, have some players. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. Raptors. You've got Ennis Cantor. Um, Kevin Knox hasn't played well in the preseason, but he's still a good player. Uh, what's the Nicolina kid there? He's starting. Yep. They got some guys. You know, it's minus three. It's the home opener. Sort of looking at that. The Raptors' first half, I think, are worth a look. I can see the Raptors coming out and just really messing these guys up in the first. And Kawhi Leonard's going to want to put on a show here tonight. And Kawhi's back and all that type of stuff. So that's, that's a big spot. But it's a tricky, tricky spot here tonight in the NBA. It really is. It is. Like, I, I want to take, like, these home dogs. But, like, Phoenix and Dallas, that's a dog's breakfast right there. Like, that's a, t- that's a tough game to bet Ugh, on. I'm actually, as, as crazy looking at this one, Gabe, I might take Brooklyn tonight. I I look at Detroit and I just say the Pistons laying six and a half. I, I know it's just one of those games. I'm like, you know, maybe take a shot with some of these dogs. But I'm with you. I think the Raptors not even just in the first half. I think the whole game, like for what Cleveland's done to them, I, I, I 13 looks like a lot. It would not shock me if they won these this game by you know 20 24 plus. I think they can actually like run them out of the gym, run them out of the arena, and uh, yeah, Spurs Timberwolves. That's too tough. I want to take Utah. I'm not laying eight and a half uh, on the road against even Sacramento. You said it. These games, these numbers, we don't even know what's going to happen. It's Don't go jump in. It's kind of like the water. Dip your toe in first before you dive because there might be a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Shallow end, you know. It's like, okay, I just want to just ease your way into it, right? But good call by you. Like, you know, you, you, you like Boston to screw up Philadelphia, and I know a lot of <clears throat> cappers were thinking, oh, Philadelphia plus five, it's the way to go, but uh, – you know, the Celtics murdered these no, guys. No, I, I... We get it. We got it. 
I expected. Uh, yeah, you like that. I actually expected the game to play out the way that it did in the sense that yep. I know this about Philadelphia. I know that they're a powder keg. You know, I, I, you can see the frustration early last night with Embiid where, you know, he didn't even have his usual smack talk going. He just could tell he's defeated. <laughs> like, yep. He sort of knows. He's like, first, man. First game of the season. <laughs> well, what did he say after, after the first game? He said, it's not even a rivalry. He goes, they always kick our ass. He goes, that's not a rivalry. They always beat us. So Embiid, that's very un-Joel Embiid-like to be admitting there they always beat him. You know what I mean? Like, remember last year in the playoffs, he was talking smack back and forth with them. So it's like game one, he's already sort of worn out and beaten down. Like, he looked tired already. It was just, you could see it in their, in their face. They'll be all right. Listen, the Sixers are going to win a lot of basketball games. They got a ton of talent. And on the other hand, listen, I'm, I'm looking really forward to seeing. We'll keep her on the Raptor game here tonight. We'll be betting it. Um, but... Um, the Boston Celtics can. They're amazing. They they, they can compete <laughs> with Golden State. I agree. Like, there's I, no I reason why. Too. Like, you could say, oh, Golden State this, whatever, man. Like, Boston probably have more talent than Golden State do now. Like, Boston are an all-star Boston's, team. They're an all-star team. Boston Boston's going to win the East, and I think the Raptors finish second in the East. Yeah, I hate to say it, but and I Philly think the Raptors in, will play. Yeah, the Raptors will probably lose to the Celtics in Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with no major injuries. Not impossible all, to beat him. the same now. Not impossible, yeah, but... all is the same. Jason Tatum's a stud. He is. You know, Gordon Hayward is now just, just a... Team. Hayward's now just a yeah, bit player just, hitting threes in the corner, so right. it's... <laughs> exactly. Like, you got issues. He's not even like, totally healthy. And I was betting on him last night, so I didn't mind it, but it was frustrating for Philadelphia, because what are you going to do? Like, all right, you got to worry about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's one of the best penetrators in the NBA. All right, if not the best. And when I say that, I mean, like, nobody can take it to the rack like Kyrie Irving can. Like Russell Westbrook can, too, when he turns it on, when he does that football move, or like LeBron. But Kyrie, he's like the best finisher of layups, Cam, in the NBA. Like, Kyrie Irving has, like, a little spin move and stuff that he can take it to the rack whenever he wants. So, and also the guy, can, the kid can shoot threes. So, like, you've got Kyrie Irving you got to worry about. Jason Tatum's like a mini superstar that's like probably the best player on their team. And he's only in his second year. So you got this mega little mega phenom superstar score in Tatum. You got Kyrie Irving. And then, oh, yeah, you got like Kyle Leonard Jr. and Jalen Brown that plays both ends of the floor. You got Marcus Smart up your ass. Oh, yeah, now you got Gordon Hayward just hanging around hitting threes. Uh, You got Al Horford. And, oh, yeah, coming off the bench, you got Terry Rozier. Hell, Aaron yeah, Baines was no hitting freeze last night. Like, they're deep. <laughs> they're tough. Gamble next. Baines. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
These guys had the window open. It was freezing in here. I just put my jacket on. Now they closed the, the window. <laughs> yeah, our boy Yang had like, uh, he looked like Rocky. He had like a hat on. He had the hood up and everything. He's all, he's all nice. bundled up. Yeah, he, I like Yang's style, Gabe. You know me. I like it cold. Walk-in freezer cold. Yeah, it's because you've got uh, you've got some girth to protect you. Yeah, that's true. I got a lot of lot of girth and a uh, little bit of fur, lots yeah. of different layers. See, guys like me, and guys like me and Yang, like we're bald. There's no protection, man. Like <laughs> I'm skinny too. Like uh, we get cold. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Skinny people. Yeah, yeah, yeah like we're colder. Like uh, my, my bones. Yeah, they get colder, Cam. Like it's true. Like you'll notice. Like even I take the ferry in the morning. It's always like the skinny chicks that look cold. Like I saw this, oh, I saw, I saw an attractive, chunkier yeah. woman the other day. She had her yeah. jacket open, like her yeah. jacket was open. Her big breasts were just, you know, <laughs> the wind was blowing. She had a it's smile a on her face. Yeah, I look over, and all the like the hot skinny chicks all look angry and cold. It's like, yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, of course, they're skinny. They're, they're really feeling this. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, You're right. Bigger, bigger people do well in uh, the, the fall, winter months. Oh, I tell you, you and I all the time. I tell you, me and Cam walk down the street. I'm like, damn, it's cold. Cam's like, it's perfect out. And also, yeah. let's be real, fat people don't like the summer, though. It's hot. It's the no, bad backfires. No, 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 no. So, yeah, you guys, you guys with the girth, you have it made in the winter, but you pay the price in the summer. Great point, Marenzi. <laughs> Very true. Like in the Very summer, true, you man. sweat. <laughs> oh, man. Remember those earphones at, at your place? There was times like you just look at me, and I'm just like, oh, God, I'm really hurting. You're like, do I have to put the air conditioning on? I'm like, please, man, please put it on. Speaking of putting it on, hey, guys, let's put, in here. let's put the Dodgers game on. Oh, that's right. We don't have a TV in here. Unbelievable. I'll keep you updated. It's going right uh, We're, we're going to have... I got, we'll, I got it ahead of me. We'll get a stream going here. Let's bring Lou in from uh, gamblu.com. Lou. Lou. What's up, Lou? Not too much, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I can't help you with the cold because it's just turned beautiful here for the next seven months. But I do want to start off with this. And uh, I'll just take us back one week when we were talking about the fan that tossed the beer and... Tyree Kill's face. I want to salute and commend the uh, the the Patriot organization for taking swift, classy action and remedying that situation immediately. They did exactly what they needed to do, and now there will be repercussions not only uh, with pertaining to his ability to uh, attend events at that venue. But I, I understand legally, and there should be, and I'm glad it's happening. Do you think so? Good. You think he should yeah, be charged, Lou? You do, Don't, isn't it enough for jail like, time, are you, Lou? Isn't it enough that he's banned for life from the stadium? And he's no, banned. No. You know, hey, listen. You, you don't get, you don't get an, a, you don't, what, what happened to being a decent human being? What, what, why does somebody, first of all, what that shows of that person is really ugly, number one. Number two, you, you grow some freaking class, people. And I, I hope that Tyree Kill ends up costing him some money because we can't handle this. You can't have this I know. at sporting events or they're going to have us like like rollerball behind chain link fences. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, Lou's really like, point, Lou. sound like Clint Eastwood yeah. in Grand Tree. you got to get off my yeah, lawn. Yeah. 
shows some respect. But it's true, Lou. And it must be you. Lou's old school. And you and I got into it, Lou. My favorite movie of all time. That's my favorite movie of all time. Of course it is. Lou, you're the best. So you and I got into it sort of about the old school stuff with Le'Veon and everything. And I took sort of the new spoiled dickhead approach of things. And I didn't say it was right. But that's the society we're in now, Lou. And as you see, there's less and less respect. There's no class anymore. And then, and then, crazy. Look in politics, dude. You know what I mean? I don't. You know, I that's won't. what I'm saying, I, though. I but look, do like class doesn't exist anymore, and yeah, it doesn't matter. Ladies, horse face. Yeah, grab him by the pussy. You, you, you win the presidency. Like hey, it's, yeah. we're in a different hey, era listen. now. We're in a different era now. Listen. But I get it, Lou. But I personally think, and I you know now I'm going to take devil's advocate here, Lou. Number one, Tyreek Hill, and I, it shouldn't matter because it doesn't change what happened. But number one, Tyreek Hill's lucky he's in the NFL. Tyreek Hill, like, nearly killed a woman and is, didn't just all had a domestic incident. Like, Tyreek Hill's a bad person, Lou, all right? He's lucky to be in the National Football League. And somehow it's like, ooh, full pot to bring it up. What, is full pot to bring it up that he nearly killed his girlfriend? So... Tyreek Hill's not the best guy in the world. So the fact that he had a beer tossed on him, you know, uh, boo-hoo. I agree with you, though, Lou. You can't be throwing objects at the players. Now, where I'm going to defend here, I thought that the Yankee stuff was really classless. When people were threw beer on the kid with the green hair. And, you know, that's just stupid. I'm going to say that Tyreek Hill did go up into the crowd, Lou, and basically taunt the fans. If Tyreek Hill stays in the end zone and you throw beer at him, then yeah, you got to you know it's over the top. But let's not ru- was, let's not ruin a guy's life. Ball. Let's not ruin a guy's life he, because Tyreek Hill was standing one feet away from him. He got sit, you he know got douched as soon as he exited the end zone. That guy didn't wait for anything. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, all he did was take two steps out of the end zone. I know. Okay, so, but, listen, but I, it's I, Boston. I, I, what do you expect from these people? I, I I get it, but I'm just happy. I'm happy that the organization took the stand of absolutely zero tolerance. Uh, I I believe in it and I stand by it and and I I commend them. Yeah, yeah. The and question I have, Lou, is got to to you too, Gabe. So you're a visiting team at Lambeau, and you do the Lambeau leap and like get into the crowd, like back back into there. That's that's what, what do you think about that situation then if you get uh, you get get some showers on you like that 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 stuff's going to happen you know what i mean but to your point gabe if you're not doing it like if you get involved or close to the fans that's going to be a whole different situation than just celebrating with your teammates in the end zone that's a whole that's a whole different ball game i tend to agree with you cam i think if i'm if i'm a detroit player and i go run and do the lambo leap at that point in time i'm an idiot and I'm going to probably be, be do what's going to come to me because I engaged. But as long as I'm an actor on the field, I should not be impeded in any way, shape, or form. That's just me. I agree. I agree. I and, there, you know, Lou, you're He's right. Judge game. Sub- very, yeah. very firm. No, Lou is a very judge. <laughs> Very judge-like. You better have a good. You better have a good case. I'm more defense attorney. Like, wow, listen, yeah, he was was taunted. He was. I understand was wrong, but he was taunted. Exactly. Lou, it's like uh, when you make the big bucks, Gabe. (laughs) It's like Putin. I don't know if you guys saw the the Lou. Did you see the uh, the the Putin uh, video with uh, with Khabib? 
Yes. So you saw, so they're sitting there and they're drinking tea together, and it's Putin, Cam, it's Putin. Crumpet. Yeah, crumpets, yeah, tea. <laughs> a trumpet sings tea with Putin and Khabib. Two, like, killers right there, so. It's amazing. I know, so, and Khabib's all polite, and, you know, to Putin and stuff, so. Putin's there, and he goes, um, he says to, like, the father's there, too. Like, they're sitting next to each other, Khabib and the father. And remember, Cam, Khabib's father said uh, there's going to be severe punishment for Khabib for doing exactly. what he did and embarrassing the family the way he did. Yeah. Don't worry about the UFC. Worry about me. Yeah, and it's after the fight, it? I remember Khabib said it. He said, I'm very sorry for what happened, but really, you know, why should you be surprised I did what I did? And then he said, if you worry about me getting punished, he goes, I will get punished. And he said, my father will thrash me. And he said, I know my father, what he's going to do to me now. And he goes, I have to take it. So it was really funny, Vladimir Putin telling, telling the father, he was provoked. Like, Putin was like, I ask you not to, uh, not to punish your son. And, you know, it's pretty hardcore when Putin's telling the old man that. And it's funny, Putin and, said... And then they all sit around and chuckle. I know, Putin, 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 Putin said he was clearly provoked. Exactly. And then it was funny, too. I don't know if you remember what Putin said. He goes, you know, if, if you weren't provoked, then maybe that would have been out of control. But then Putin got serious. He goes, but if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, and then a price must be paid. And I was almost thinking, like, Putin's, like, reminding the world, everybody, about this. That, hey, yes. oh, I'm yes. like Khabib. If you mess with me, there will be a price to pay. Like, Putin used the opportunity. And that's how he wrapped it up. He said, well, it's good because if you mess with <laughs> Russia, basically, that's what happens. Yeah. You get thrashed, Luke. <laughs> and how, how appropriate, guys, how appropriate is it that Nurmagomedov goes to the president of Russia to, to do and exchange his pleasantries after the fight and where did connor go cowboy stadium jared jones <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's so typical it's so typical well i said this guy. yeah connor is the consummate businessman dude i said it lou and you gonna, you, i'm sure you'll agree with this and cam i brought this up the other day on in on the morning show that connor mcgregor is the dallas cowboys biggest brand all about the money jerry jones was all gushing and smiling that connor was there connor was all there yeah. It's like, hey, you know he got his ass kicked. Yeah, you know he got his ass kicked last week. Exactly, (laughs) players doing a strut. Connor is all hype. He's all sizzle, no steak, just like the Dallas Cowboys. And I said this, guys, we'll leave this in a football. I think this is a brilliant idea. The Washington Redskins need to bring Khabib in this week. You had Connor, whatever. (laughs) We got the guy that thrashed Connor. You know what I mean? If I would freak the Cowboys out, like they have Conor McGregor last week, the Redskins roll out with this nutjob Russian dude, Khabib, and he just basically says, we smash Cowboys like we smash Conor. And uh, to me, it'd be great. Like the Redskins, if I'm Dan Snyder, man, I'm getting Khabib in here. I'm flying him in. Gabe, that's not even on his radar. You don't even Dan Snyder would Dan Snyder likes the idea, but Dan Snyder would ask Khabib to pay his own flight there. Say <laughs> 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 so we like we like we'd like you would like you to uh, to pay though to to do this. Uh, you'd be I'm sure it'd be your honor to do this. But a good call, Lou. That's what Connor's all about. It's just the uh, you know, it's all the the he's selling the sizzle, not the steak. And you saw in the other video during the fight when they were fighting. When Khabib's beating the crap out of him, and he's talking to him the whole time. And he's saying, you don't talk much now, Connor. You don't really say much now. He goes, let's talk. How come you don't talk anymore? You, you talk so much yeah, before the fight, you don't talk. Now. Yeah, let's <laughs> exactly. talk now. 
And once he said, let's talk now, Lou, and he drilled him with an elbow, a standing elbow. And it looked like Connor was going to tap out verbally. And Connor, being, you know, the fake that he was, basically said, it's just a business, man. It's just a business. That's all, like, anyone that gets hustled by Connor ever again, remember that line. Remember that line when he's getting his ass kicked in the cage and he tells the opposing fighter, take it easy on me, essentially. It's just a business, man. I was just talking smack. He's a big phony, Lou. I knew he was a phony the whole time. Well, uh, at the end of the day, uh, he pissed off the wrong guy. <laughs> exactly. It was a perfect spot. I mean, you guys never see me advocating a minus 160 or 165 favorite and and it had it had to be compelling that's the best way of putting it lou he pissed off the wrong guy (laughs) i've got a big mouth and i've upset people over the years i've been lucky and i've gotten tagged at times but i remember once i was in vegas and there was a guy in line he was taking forever at the, the sports book and it was super bowl sunday and i told the guy will you f and hurry up and I mouthed off. I said, it's not amateur or whatever. Guy turned around. He looked like Mark Hunt. He was like this big Hawaiian <laughs> Samoan guy. And I realized I pissed off the wrong guy, Lou. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you barked up the wrong I was, I was like, I, I, there's no good way out of this. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, like, there was no, no, I'm good. I was like, no, I'm done. And he told me, I'm going to effing kill you, right? And I was like, oh, God. Like, I really, I was like, how could this happen? I just wanted to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like you said, Lou, so everyone's got a maker, right? Everyone's got a dude. You just yeah, you upset the wrong man. So what do you think, Lou, of this Dylan Dennis guy? Dylan Dennis is Connor's sidekick, the jiu-jitsu guy that Khabib went after. I read an interesting, interesting article by uh, Ben Foles, I believe it was, over at MMA Junkie. He's a great writer, that guy. And he basically stated that, you know, it's just he's fascinated by Dylan, that he's sort of Connor's sidekick, yet... He looks so miserable and how he's pretty much a product of, like, social media and Instagram. And he's a 1-0 fighter, but he's world famous, yet he's poor. It's like it's sort of like symbolic, Lou, of today's day and age. We're talking about sort of kids today and respect or whatever, but everything's about online. And I talked to that. I remember I got into an argument with my boy Big Man on campus about this once. He was like, oh, they have 3 million Instagram followers. They're rich. And I said, dude, like, being on social, like I tell you, Cam, Pierce Morgan has 5 million Twitter followers. Too bad, like, 10% of them didn't watch his show on CNN. Otherwise, he would have exactly. got canned. Right? Doesn't matter. Cato Kalin has followers on Twitter. So what? What does it mean? Nothing. And Dylan, what do you think of this Dylan Danis, dude, Lou? Do you just sort of see him as a joke, or what do you look at that kid like? I, I don't, to my knowledge, he's not in the UFC, and therefore I don't spend any time on him. You have to be in the UFC. Well, he database. seems to fight UFC yeah. fighters more than guys in the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's yeah, got like three he, UFC fights, none the, of them sanctioned. <laughs> yeah, if he if he gets to the show, I'll start to have an. Opinion I like lose opinion. Him, I really. I like lose opinion, Cam. Yeah. Listen, unless there's odds, I don't give a shit about this guy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> he brings up good points, though, Marazzi. You know? He fights in Bellator. He fight. He fights in Bellator. Yeah, I, yeah. At the freak show. I mean, when they if he, if he gets to the UFC, we'll pay attention. You know what's funny, Lou? Like you said Scott Coker said that uh, Connor and uh, Connor and um, and Khabib's dust up was a black guy for MMA. 
Coming from the guy that runs Bellator. That's pretty rich, Lou. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? That, they got to say that. And it was a black eye, all right, all the way to the bank because we're still all talking about it. Yeah, now Floyd Mayweather wants to fight Khabib even. Real black eye for everybody. Yeah. We, we, we don't like that. That's just dumb. That's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I know, but a lot of things are dumb that happen, Cam. That's true. This is, oh, like Dave, I said. Wait, Wade Miley's out. One batter, he's out. Wow. Two games in a row. Are you telling me that they lost their pitcher yep. in the first inning? Five pitches. I'll talk about it on the other side. This is nuts. Game time decisions continues with Lou. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Ready and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, Sports Rage Against the Machine tonight on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page, probably around 7.45 the Eastern or so, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, Mark Lawrence. There. Nice. And, uh, Adam Base Incorporated. Jamie Heath. Ooh, you got both of the big guns on the show tonight. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah, Mark, Mark Lawrence and uh, Jamie Heath, Sports Rage Against the Machine this evening. One of the big guns with us right now is Lou Gamblu. So, uh, Lou, no, um, uh, no, um, no UFC this week. It's calm before the storm coming up in a couple of weeks here in uh, in New York. And man, it's been hard to keep up with who's on and who's off and all that type of stuff uh, on the card. But when it's all said and done, it should be a decent uh, decent night of fights. Um, what what what's a fight, Lou, right now? that you've already bet or one that you're looking most forward to betting in the future here? Well, you're, you're asked until the end of the year, which is great because really we've had a few weeks off to get our, ourselves together because starting next week, the 27th, yeah. we go on about a five or six week straight run and we got some great fights lined up. The first one I targeted and believe me, it's, it's unusual because I don't take favorites but I already have bet another one, and it's Ozdemir against Anthony Smith in this oh, yeah. card from New Brunswick next week. Uh, uh, Anthony Smith is from Omaha, and I got connections in Omaha, uh, which is something very, very few people can vote. <laughs> but my connections, <laughs> but my I, connections I got a guy in Omaha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're the best, Lou. <laughs> oh, goodness. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, I didn't realize, Lou. Are... You know what's crazy? I've got connections in Moncton, New Brunswick, so we really got something That's here. Right. And not a lot of oh, people can are. say They're that. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know. Go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what a wise guy tuning in would say. Yeah, between the two of these idiots, good for you. Go buy a New York Post. Um, I didn't realize that the UFC was going to Moncton this uh, next week. Actually, that's that's a big deal. Like they they don't get out there. Moncton, that's like the UFC going to um, South Dakota or something, Lou. Like it's not 
Trust like New Brunswick doesn't get a lot of major sporting events. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and you Game could tell by the you could tell by, by the talent on the cards. It's, 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 it's kind of a tertiary market. I'm actually surprised. The cards pretty good. Yeah. Like they could have been worse. You, you know what it is? Because like, the Canadian the guys don't suck. Misha Serkinov, Canadian dude, he doesn't suck. So that's not bad. Him and versus Patrick Cummins, not too bad actually. Some decent guys on the card. Was he the guy that used your face as a cheese grater in the commercial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's years right. ago, Lou. You don't know the story. Yeah. Tell yeah. Lou the story. It's a great one. Yeah, years ago, before Misha Serkinov was in the UFC, but he was an up-and-coming fighter, uh, we went to his gym with Extreme Couture, and uh, we filmed a bunch of stuff. And the whole idea was just sort of like to have fun. I was going to get in a cage with the guy, and... You know, I told him, listen, we're going to film you sort of beating me up a bit, but don't really beat me up, just sort of, you know. <laughs> Said the guy started like, you know, he really enjoyed it, Lou. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, was, he roughed you up. Yeah, like there's a promo of me. He's like sticking my face like he's got me in a chokehold. <laughs> he's like grinding my face against the fence. I'm like, tune in MMA Meltdown on the Fight Network. And I'm like, all right, I'm tapping. <laughs> like, Cam didn't tap against Boss Rudin. I tapped. I was yeah, tapping yeah. with Michelle. It's like I'm tapping he, on the mat. When he put a meter choke on you. My... He's a big guy, the terrible Lou. Image I'm getting, the terrible image I'm getting in my brain is when Andy Kaufman spoke, spoke shit to that rest. Oh, Jerry the King. Yeah. That's right. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I didn't speak uh, real smack talk to Misha. <laughs> um, so not decent card. So you, know, what, so you have a connection with Anthony Smith. It's funny. Talking about sort of social media and stuff, and we're talking, we were talking earlier about the, the shallowness of the Philadelphia 76ers. When I see people talk about Anthony Smith, that's a lot of people I get. Like, you know, the generic MMA fighter who's bald with tattoos, who's on a little bit of a run right now, but... Anthony Smith has been beating up senior citizens, man. Like, he should almost be arrested, Lou, for, like, assault. He's beat up a bunch of old men. Well, and, and quite honestly, in his, in his past, and we haven't seen it recently outside of uh, Santos a few fights back. <coughs> Please excuse me. He, ha he has a glass jaw. He has a glass jaw. And he can't take a shot. Here's a guy that is a durable fighter with power. I mean, Dan Cormier had to work hard to get Ozdemir out of there. Ozdemir's going to give his best shot in this fight, I think. And I think Anthony Smith is completely in over his skis against a natural 205er. And uh, I, my insides in Omaha, all I can tell you is, because I'm not going to talk ill on a guy, but Anthony Smith got a lot of shit going on in his life right now. And I'll just say it's a good thing he's getting paid up in Canada. And that's all I'm going to say. But he's got distractions, <laughs> wow. and I like Ozdemir here. And you know what? Ozdemir's all business. He's in Canada right now training with GSP and TriStar. Oh, boy. I took it at plus 165. I think it's a little higher than that now. But anything under 200, I think you're getting a, a, a really solid fighter. Uh, that's a true 205 threat against Anthony Smith. That's just a 205 journeyman. All right, uh, Lou. So um, let's switch gears into the National Football League. That was, that was a great great analysis. Uh, right now. <laughs> uh, Denver and Arizona, actually, a game going on in your backyard, uh, Lou, yes. tomorrow night. Denver and Arizona. Do you ever go out to Cardinal games at all? 
if, if, if I did, it would be a Thursday or a Monday night game because exactly. I can't give a whole Sunday doing what we do. But uh, but the, the short answer is no. Uh, it just it burns a whole day. I can't drink all day like I used to. I'd just soon be home watching on TV. When I would go, I'd get there very early. I'd rage up until halftime. <laughs> I'd sober up in the... I, I would sober up in the third quarter, and when they and when they uh, the fourth quarter opened up, I was walking to my car, getting home, watching the last two minutes at home. I just don't deal in crowds very well, and I'm not going to sit around for two and a half hours waiting to leave the stadium. So, uh, I I don't really go to live events. Anymore. It is a real pain in the ass. Um, it, it we really went to, we went to the game last week. And um, we left here at six o'clock. We didn't get to the the stadium till eight fifteen, as you stated. I got home at about two in the morning after, so it was an eight hour. It's like playing golf. It's the same reason why I don't play golf. It, it's different in Arizona, Lou. If you you know, there's courses everywhere. You live on a course or whatever. But like you said, Cam, like. I don't mind playing golf, but I can't handle an hour drive out there, five and a half hours on the course, another you know hour and a half getting back in traffic, and it's seven or eight hours, and that's the thing with NFL. And like you said, that's why I like the NBA. Like the NBA, the arenas are usually right downtown. You can go in and out. The game is two hours, two hours and 20 minutes, and you're out of there. And it takes you that long to get to an NFL game. And the NBA, I don't really have to drink. I'll go eat some pizza, have a couple of Pepsis, have some popcorn, yep. blaze one before the game, and uh, and I'm good. NFL, you can't sit in a parking lot. You can't sit in a stadium with 80,000 drunk people and not be drunk. It sucks. You know what I mean? You realize, what the hell am I doing here? Like, you, you have to get drunk, Cam. <laughs> I know. You, that's a great analogy. Cause, like, and think about this, too. An NFL game is that long. What about the college atmosphere, Gabe? Some of those games are four and a half hours in the middle of nowhere, and you know about the tailgating there. Like, I'll leave. I love that, too. It's, I'm going to see Rutgers in Michigan in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The chances of me staying there for, like, six hours, not happening. Excellent. I don't even think they serve booze at Rutgers games. Really? Do they? Uh, we got to look this up. It's, it's up to their discretion. We know, like, some schools do, some schools don't. But... Yeah, like even like, dude, they stopped selling. They stopped selling booze. They stopped selling booze uh, at halftime. At the end of halftime at Giant Stadium. Now, it's pretty ridiculous. Kind of early, Ken. That is. Oh yeah, you got you. Well, you have another half of football. It's not like you have. Uh, you know what I mean? A couple minutes in the yeah, fourth quarter. Had, like, they've had to. They've had to do that because all the gentlemanly people from yeah. the city of brotherly love and all you East Coast uh, brotherly, you know. Uh, the lovers of the human race uh, can't can't drink into the third quarter without brawling through the freaking second half of the ball game. I got to be honest with you too. Pukes. Normally, I would get mad and say like, I would be like, "What do you mean it's cut off at halftime?" And I was actually thinking, same thing. I was like, "Yeah, you can't give the, you can't give these people booze all night." They were smashing well, bottles before the game started. Lou, but you know, like you're right. Like people don't get it. Like on the East Coast, it's like. <laughs> The East Coast is always like a ticking time bomb. It really is. I always get the feeling like even at the sports book at the Meadowlands, I'm like, yeah, it's all cool and stuff, but it could turn quickly. Like it's people are just You're on. You're saying there's, a, there, there's an air of like things can go off the rails quick. Like, well, people, really stupid. East Coasters, things escalate quickly, right? Things go from zero to 160 quickly yeah. on the East Coast. It's just 
You know, as Leslie stated. You, I mean, look at the density. You, everybody lives on top of each other. There's just so much density. And every time you turn around, and, I, and I'm not judging because, quite honestly, I love the East Coast. I get along fine there. Most people think I'm from there. But, quite honestly, I need space and air and mostly legalized marijuana. Because here, there's way less of that kind of stuff than there is on the east side. Lou, telling it like it is. So, Lou's the best. What about what about the football game though, uh, Lou? Uh, in in Arizona, I tell you, the Denver Broncos—they've been big money burners. These guys, the Broncos, terrible money burners. Yeah, I, uh, I I really would love to speak about any other game. I got no real feel for that except for this. Denver's against the spread record, one four and one. So usually you don't keep going bouncing along. So pitifully, uh, the look-ahead line was two-and-a-half, and now looks like they're, what, given one-and-a-half? I mean, it's a stay-away game. These are two dog-meat teams. That's yeah, a bad Thursday nighter. Yeah. I was a- going to ask you guys, Gabe, uh, I was going to ask Lou about the game that we talked about earlier, uh, Chargers Chargers, and, uh, and, and the Titans. Lou, they really let us down. Like we were talking about maybe a good spot for the Titans. They got uh, blown out at home, no points. We talked about the the leading rusher was Mariota with 25 yards. I don't know what the hell was going on with Henry in that game. Like they just got pummeled. But now the Chargers go from early game, early game versus Browns to London to Wembley, and now the uh, Titans are going to be in an ill mood. I, I told Gabe I already uh, took the Titans at plus seven. It's six and a half. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Titans in a in a bounce back game? Uh, I have I have. It's come now to the point in the season where we're week six, week seven. We're, we have to start to understand what teams are really good and what teams maybe not are so good. And while uh, I do lean to Tennessee in this game, if, in fact, it gets to seven, and I think it will, more importantly, I find uh, the Chargers to be an extremely solid team. Offensively, they're ranked third in the metrics, in, in the analytics that I follow, which is, uh, the DVOA information that Aaron Schatz puts out with Football Insiders. I want to quote that because I use his work extensively. Uh, the Chargers are a balanced team. They came up to Cleveland last week, and nobody gave them a hoot and chance in hell, and they owed Cleveland for a couple years ago, last game of the season. These NFL teams remember this, and the Chargers are starting to get the smell of two things. Number one, health, and number two, belief and both of those are a dangerous elixir my play on this is to tease the chargers down i i like that play a lot because i do believe the chargers are the better team and will win the game hey lou what do you think about uh i was thinking about the bills see the the quarterback change there with Derek anderson going that's that's nuts so Derek Anderson is now the starter because Nathan Peterman, remember that game versus Houston, it was things were really smooth. But, uh, Buffalo could have maybe, like, won that football game, let alone, let alone like, you know, they still covered the spread. But it got dicey with Peterman in the picks. Now the Bills are getting seven and a half against the Colts. What do you think about that game? Buffalo's defense has been good. But, man, that's tough. Like, it's tough to go back to the Derek Anderson. district attorney. Derek Anderson is the quarterback, Marenzi. What do you guys, what do you think, Gabe? Derek Anderson's a good quarterback. And uh, he's, like he's very capable, capable quarterback. But the problem is, short notice, Lou. It's hard to come in and take an offense over on short notice. Obviously, the playbook's going to be limited. 
Yeah, the playbook was limited with Josh Allen before, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure if Josh Allen was the quarterback now that the point spread would be all that much different uh, than it is right now in this game. Hard to have confidence or put money on the Buffalo Bills, but they did cover last week, Lou. They did. They did, and, and gun to my head, I like them again. Yeah, they're on the second week of a back-to-back road and road. Uh, but really, Indianapolis, and, and, and listen, Buffalo's defense, by my metrics, is the third-best defense in the NFL. So they can play some defense. Andrew Luck's missing a lot of players. And even though Buffalo's offense is horrendous, I'm not scared of the NDD. I take the seven and a half points with Buffalo all day long. It's not a game I'm going to bet, but it's absolute dogger pass. And Derek Anderson, it, to me, when he was backing up Cam Newton, was the best backup quarterback uh, in the NFL, and I think he's solid. He's big and long and stoic, and he can surely understand uh, the offense for Buffalo. Uh, just too many unknowns for me, but it would be dogger pass. Uh, still scoreless in the baseball game. They're into the second inning. You so would believe it, Gabe. Or no Gabe run in the first on, hit. Classic Dodgers. They had runners on first and second, no outs again. Same situation. These guys with runners in scoring position, I've never seen anything like it. It's it, They got so t- so much talent, Gabe, but they're, they, they're driving people crazy right now. They can't get runs home. Yeah, it, it is. It's been a problem for years, a couple of years. It was yeah. a problem last year to cost them the World Series. Yeah, it's really magnified now, and you're you're right, Cam. It's they've got to be moving in on historical type of runners left in scoring position. And what's amazing is I just saw a graph. The first inning was 22 minutes long. Like, um, like the the Dodgers first inning. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Like, we're basically 38 minutes in, and we're still like we're, we've only played an inning and a half of baseball. It's going to be one of those long games today. It's high intensity. Well, Miley got out of the game already, et cetera. So, yeah, I like the Bills here, too. And people are thinking I'm crazy. Oh, you like the Bills all the time. But I actually do think the Bills are in a decent uh, situation here. Colts, you know, the Colts just aren't really healthy enough to be blowing anybody out. And no I think defense, that, I think, yeah, Derek Anderson. the Jets did. Derek Anderson the did to them. should be able to do enough. Um, you know, it's, he's not a drop-off from, from Allen. And he's obviously and better he, than uh, Peterman it, is. It, look ahead line five and a half. Okay, so now it's seven and a half. And you're going to give me, for Buffalo, Anderson at quarterback, who I'm going to tell you is better than Peterman. And Peterman didn't look terrible last week. Uh, uh, there's value on Buffalo, no doubt. What's the thing with Peterman? He threw the pick, but people did forget he threw yeah. a touchdown as well. Came in Correct. and threw the touchdown. One thing I'll say about Nate Peterman, you know, 99.9% of the people that rip this guy on Twitter are doing it from their mother's basements. <laughs> well, they just came home from uh, the unemployment office asking if they can get an extension. In other words, you know what? Worry about your own lives, people. Game time decision continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 
844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-843-6879-844-
New England. It's it, it's it's in fact New England that is a little bit more of the unbalanced team. Uh, they're seventh ranked on offense, but their defense is ranked twentieth. And so where Green where uh, Chicago is maybe a little bit weak is where New England's going to give them opportunity. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what that. Patriot offense can do in weather outside in Chicago against, you know, a real Chicago defense. Now, of course, we're going to have to check on uh, the status of uh, the young defensive end that they just got from the Raiders, uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, but as long as he's playing, uh, you know, Chicago in three, it, it, it just stinks. What I will do is just wait because all indicators, 76% of the tickets are on New England, just 58% of the money. So the flow is going to continue to come in on New England as we approach game time. Be patient, and when that thing goes to three and a half, that's Chicago time when you get that hook. And if it's already at three and a half when you're looking and it's before Sunday morning, wait, you might get four. Man, this game just feels like, as you stated, it's the uh, it's the rotten fish trap game of the week, uh, <laughs> evidently, sure is, uh, this week. I know, I know. They're they're basically begging you to it's take the Patriots. Yeah. They're yeah. telling you, take That's the Patriots, they're... guys. It's only three points. It's exactly. only three points. 86, 86% of our friends, those parlay playing pukes, are on <laughs> New England. I just, I just wonder if Trubisky can keep up. Yeah. If, if the Patriots get up, I know, you know, but, you know, you're right. The Patriots, they're coming off a short week, played an emotional game on Sunday Night Football, a high-scoring game. We saw that pass yes. defense get carved up. Uh, the Chicago Bears have been a much better team at Soldier Field over the last little while. They're starting, starting to get some of that magic back uh, at Soldier Field. They're 10-3-2 uh, in their last 15 games on this home field. 8-1-1. One Last 10 games as a home dog, uh, Lou. Your Chicago Amazing. Bears, right, Lou? Wow. It, right, my, my dad was the biggest Chicago Bear fan. Gail Sayers came from Omaha, as a matter of fact. So Bears are near and dear to my heart back when I was a fan. In fact, I was sitting with the ownership, quite honestly, if I don't mind dropping names. I sat with Bears ownership in the 85 Super Bowl in New Orleans. Uh, in the second row, the first row in front of me was Bo Derrick, believe it or not. But uh, wow, I, I have dear I have dear friends. I have dear friends that are Bears ownership uh, that I've had my whole life, and uh, the result of that is I get really great seats. Who the Hallises? Games I thought, uh, it, if actually the name is Brizolara, Charles Brizolara, and Mr. Brizolara lent Papa Bear the money to buy the Bears, so he's always had a chunk and. We've always, uh, I've always that's, that's how cool Lou is. That's how cool Lou is, Cam. He doesn't know the owners. He knows the guy that no. gave the owner the money. The money? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, right. Tell him, uh, uh, that's dumb luck, but it, it, it happens to be true in this particular case. And I was the beneficiary of some real fun. I, I mean, you should have seen. We, we, we were on Bourbon Street, and we're, as we're, all these Bear fans are plowing through all these New England fans drinking martinis. We go right into the bar. We go right into the bar because there's no lines for anything. And I walk up and I say, give me 12 beers. And the guy looks at me and says, sorry. I said, what do you mean, sorry? I said, it's Bourbon Street. He says, we're out of beer. The Chicago fans hit Bourbon Street 
drink that whole damn place out of beer. They weren't ready for it. <laughs> and look, That's you know, the truth. That's the honest That's to God a, truth. You like, uh, you know, we won't get into the story now, but uh, me and Cam actually like it, Lou. Me and Cam hung out with Mike Ditka before. I got drunk. We oh. got drunk with Mike Ditka. Oh, what a day. Like not just hung out, like we got yeah, I got drunk with him, like uh, for hours type and, thing. And then you, yeah, you interviewed him too, and like he's pretty serious with his entourage. You made him laugh over, and see like a couple stories. Like Dick really uh, warmed up to you there. It was a, like you were holding court. Remember that we were like filming, it and all the people were around, and Ditka and Blue, his face was like more purple than mine. Like he was golfing out in the out in the sun, and he got pummeled. Like it was like 110 degrees in Orlando. Like he just got rocked, and he's in his golf cart. That's where me and Morenci learned the old. Uh, Dip the towel in the ice trick to keep your uh, neck and head warm. Uh, if you're uh, yeah, gonna be a in the sun, I had to ask. Uh, I had to ask Ditka about Walter Payton not getting a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and uh, and the refrigerator Perry getting a touchdown. And if you remember at the time, a lot of people were like, "What the hell? Like, you know, how did he just do this? How did Walter Payton?" And Ditka told me, he goes, "I didn't know." He basically said, yeah. "He goes, I don't know." And he goes, "Man, it's a Super Bowl." He goes, "You think I know who scores every touchdown?" And he goes, yeah, if I'd known, you think I did that purposely? Like, it was, he got kind of animated about it when I, when I asked him yep. about it. Because he basically said, I love Walter. Yeah, he goes, I love Walter. He goes, I never would have screamed. You know, I didn't purposely do that. I didn't know. I just didn't know till after. You know? Yeah, it's unfortunate that people might even think that because he and, he and Walter were, I mean, Walter was just the epitome. Yeah, and Walter won the Super Bowl. That was the thing. I mean, people forget. I mean, growing up as a kid, Walter Payton, my favorite player, and even though I'm not a Bear fan, but he, he, Walter Payton was that cool and that good. But the Bears were terrible, Lou, for so long with Walter Payton, right? So winning the Super Bowl was payback yeah. enough, really, uh, for, for them at that uh, that point in time. But, yeah, it's such a it's such a tough game, man. And seems like the Bears are the play. But when you do it and you lose, you're going to be like, I can't believe I took the Bears <laughs> plus three exactly. against these guys. My deal is, guys, I can't pick a winner in a Patriot game. Whatever I do, I'm wrong. I'm lucky I dodged it the other night with the, the three and a half, and I got lucky with the yeah, Chiefs. Got, yeah, you got the hook. You yeah, I was hook. lucky. Was we got lucky. Hey, it's early week. It's Wednesday. Understand something, that the numbers we're seeing floating around right now are a combination of sharp people that are making early moves and some floating air moves of people following. And so nothing can be relied on right now as much as it can be when it gets to Saturday night at 6 o'clock, the college slate starting to get down to one or two games, and now the public's starting to look at the NFL, and then the lights are going to start to go on. And that's when you have to read the NFL. So if you like a couple of these dogs, especially – uh, you know, a team like Cleveland, or if we're talking about them right now, home team dog Chicago, uh, be patient because you're liable to get another half a point or a point. And in the NFL, if you're talking about going from three to four, you're talking about uh, the instances 18.7% of the time an NFL game lands on three and 6.7% of the time the four. So if you can go from three to four, you're gaining – 19% chance of winning. So be smart and be patient if you like these dogs. Just be patient until game day because the numbers will come your way. Lou, gamblue.com. All right, Lou, so we'll get you out of here. Um, you know, just uh, a game. It's a really interesting one this week. Uh, the, the Cowboys in, uh, in Washington. Uh, 
Suddenly, you know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, you wouldn't think that this game would mean anything, but suddenly it does. I still think Philadelphia is the class of this division, um, yet the winner of uh, Washington and Dallas will be in a pretty good situation uh, when they wake up on Monday morning. It's also one of the biggest rivalries, International Football League. There is disdain among the franchises, the fans, etc. So it's nice that actually we got a meaningful uh, Redskin-Cowboy game this week. It is nice, and I love the quagmire that is the NFC East because, I, I mean, that's always been just slobber knock division. And uh, as, as I handicap the game, quite honestly, I'm seeing a little love for Dallas. Look, a headline was Washington minus three, and when all these teams are, you know, bunched together like this, home teams, three points in a division game. These teams know each other and such, and yet, and there's been compression to the line a little bit, and and now it's like Washington minus two. So, again, uh, if there's Dallas love, I'm going to continue and wait and see how close I can get this. But the goal in this game for me would be uh, how, how low I could get the, uh, uh, the money line on Washington and buy him maybe minus 120, 130, and get him just as a pick. Lou, Lou, Gamblu.com. Uh, you can follow Lou on Twitter, at Gamblu. Lou, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for an extended uh, visit uh, with us here. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the Ozdemir fight and further detail in the UFC. And then the following week, of course, uh, the UFC is at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, which is uh, a couple of hundred feet from where we're sitting uh, right now. So we look forward to uh, checking out the UFC at uh, MSG. My first time... Uh, be my first time inside MSG. I've been outside nice. it a million times, but I've never seen an event there before. It's nice, Gabe. I saw a big hockey game, Capitals and Rangers there too. It was, uh, yeah. It's, you're gonna, you're gonna love it, buddy. It's got a great vibe in there. Good times. Atlanta Hawks are playing tonight. I would, I would go over, but I got to do Sports Rage against the Machine uh, after. Yeah, good point. Except, good yeah, point. it'd probably be a little too expensive to get it, even though it's the Knicks. It is the home opener, right? So. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, Knicks tickets. Uh, it's not cheap, cheap, cheap. Go to that, I know you're going to be paying money. Go, go to that second game, man. You'll be exactly. the line. You're right. Yeah, exactly. It's like going to a baseball game. No one goes to the home opener. You go to the second one. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, home openers are like amateur hour, right? That's like New Year's Eve, going out on New Year's Eve. Correct. Good point, Gabe. One uh, nothing uh, Milwaukee. They uh, deep shot uh, to the wall. Couldn't get there. Milwaukee's got second and third, one out, too. Uh, Kershaw in a little bit of trouble this inning. Classic uh, Dodgers. They don't capitalize, and now here comes the Brew Crew again. This is ridiculous. And now you got Christian Yelich up right now with runners yeah. on second and third and one out. Dodgers just make everything difficult they, they, for themselves. They, they sure do, Gabe. That's a great way of putting it. They kill themselves. And Clayton, it's unbelievable. That first inning, they should have got runs on the board there. Yeah, and they don't. It and, would take the Dodgers to make Craig Council. Craig Council's actually bumbled a little bit this series. And it would, take the Dodgers, it, it, it would take the Dodgers an aptitude to make it, uh, to allow him to overcome that and still move on. That'd be crazy. Great point, Lou. It's true. Lou? He capitalize. He's made dumb mistakes. Always a pleasure, Lou. Hey, thanks, guys. Good luck to everyone this week. Look forward to talking to you next week, guys. Uh, take care, Lou. Clayton Kershaw. Big strikeout. Yelich is done. Two outs now. Clayton Kershaw has, has a reputation of not being... He doesn't have the David Price reputation in the playoffs, but he has a reputation of struggling in the postseason or not yep. being as dominant. 
he's kind of erased that a little bit, I think, over the last couple yes. of years. He's been pretty good. Yet, anytime he screws up, it's the, oh, oh Kershaw in the playoffs uh, type yeah, of they deal. they give him run support. Exactly. He gives, a, he, gives a, he gives up a couple runs. That's not Clayton Kershaw. This is classic Dodgers. It's, it's all about their bats. Clayton Kershaw's not God. He can't hold Milwaukee to one run or zero. You know what I mean? They're going to score, like, a couple runs in the game. So you got to believe, like, you got Wade Miley, Woodruff, and a bunch of guys from the bullpen there, and you can't score runs when you got runners on every inning with no outs? This is a Dodger hitter problem, not Clayton Kershaw's problem. It is, and it's not the fans' problem. It's not the general manager's problem. I, you know, I would say that it's not Dave Roberts' problem, but it is, because as I complained about yesterday, you got to play small ball, and – Tell these guys, stop swinging for the fences so much. It's not working. When we have runners yeah, in scoring position, yesterday. you know, they use them. Yesterday. Yeah. When, when, when Bellinger hit that little half bunt thing and got, yeah, that's what you do. Like, he found an opening, he hit it, and then if all of a sudden, like, that's what you have to do. Exactly, Marenzi. There's no need to freak out and swing out of your shoe tops. And i got to be honest with you, I really like Manny Machado. That was a Bush League move yesterday. Like, with the kick, he didn't need to do that. That was stupid. It was an accident. <laughs> you think so? No. No, no, I don't. I don't know why he would do that, dude. I, you know, yeah, just, know what it is? Frustration. It's a frustration move. It wasn't like malicious. It was just dumb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just dumb. And the thing is, he could have hurt himself doing it too. He could have. That's what's stupid about it. It's just like, why do you know? Why would you do that? And he even he even said after, like he's even friends with Buddy. Like he's friends with Aguilar. Like he said that. He goes, I've known him for a long time. Like you know, yeah, we get along. Move. Yeah, Yelich yeah, was pissed. I know the Dodgers were upset. Machado's been upsetting the Dodgers throughout this whole series. And I don't know if you saw last night. When the Dodgers, it was one, or it was the other night when it was one nothing. Milwaukee tied the game. And uh, Machado was joking around with Santana, who got the hit. It's like, dude, it's no time to joke. It's not the regular season yeah. right now. Exactly. Game time decisions continues.